love that, Taylor. Yeah. Aww. Me Aww. Too. Aww. Aww. Cast memory. <laughs> and there's my it's recording of memory. Cast. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just always comes back to Coming 2023, <laughs> Taylor's one-man show of cats. <laughs> That's the next intro. Who's going to yeah. do that? Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast, like us, or if you've only seen your department store's Black Friday production of The Pirates of Penzance Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing why we're thankful for theater. All right, Rachel, here we are. Thanksgiving week. Here we are. I can't believe we're already here. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Listen, guys, we're almost to 2023, so buckle up. Oh my gosh, stop. We got got big plans for 2023 for this podcast. Ginormous plans. I know I'm playing, so we haven't talked about yet, but... We're going to transfer to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Theater nerds on Broadway. Honestly. That sounds like a good place I would do. Yeah, that sounds good. I'd watch it. Um, yeah, so Thanksgiving week, you know, here in America, we celebrate this holiday called Thanksgiving. Um, if you're outside of the United States, happy fall, I guess. I don't know. Happy <laughs> well, harvest. Yeah, Which happy harvest. if you're in a seasonal place where there's no harvest for you at this moment. Yeah. You but, know. you know. Come enjoy, you know, uh, it's. we talked a little bit about this last week about how, like, you know, Rachel and I love this time because it is a time to just reflect and to show that, you know, what we're truly thankful, what we are grateful for in this, you know, in our lives, in our country, in our whatever it may be. And uh, that's why we're doing this here today. We're we're going to talk about what we're thankful for for the for the theater. Yes, we like gratitude. We like mm-hmm. to think about being thankful. I know when we talked about stage door memories, part of what is cool or scary or weird about stage dooring is this weird like dynamic between both the actors and the audience wanting to thank each other for being here and participating. And yeah, so yeah, I feel like theater is a place where we have to think about being thankful all the time. If you're on or off stage, uh, because that's part of the, the lifeline of theater itself, I think is part of what allows it to be a creative and an open space. So I'm excited to talk about why we're thankful. 
Mm. Rachel has a lot to be thankful in her life just in general because she's in Hawaii or coming back from Hawaii right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we all wish we were her right now on you know whatever <laughs> island, the volcanoes, the pina coladas. I don't know. What else do you do in Hawaii? <laughs> I mean, hike, True. snorkel, yeah, see so a beautiful, beautiful sky. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really pretty. So, um, and I'm just here in cold Virginia, just chilling. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, today we're going to be talking about what we love about the theater and what we're grateful for about the theater. So we're just going to share maybe just a couple, you know, two or three different things that we love. But we'd also love for, to hear from you guys as well. So don't forget to comment on our social media pages and tell us what you're thankful for as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. But I guess I'll start. I, I can start. I think. You know, I was kind of thinking about this, you know, as we do before we record. We definitely think about what we're going to talk about <laughs> before. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about this before we were recording. And I was like, I think the number one thing, maybe I'll start with number one, is like just like the audience is like the mm -hmm. main thing I'm thinking, which is like such a weird thing maybe to think about. But even when we were like, I feel like you really can't have theater without the audience. I mean, they're like the main, the people that bring it, the audience is what brings it all together. I feel like, like you can't just have like mm -hmm. actors performing on, and we kind of saw this even through COVID. Like we, you can't have like people just performing on a stage to know, like just to, I mean, I mean, obviously you can to a virtual audience, but then, it's just not the same as like people in the same room and experiencing this one thing. But then even looking back on my time as a performer in high school mm -hmm. and, you know, times I've performed like really, truly the audience does bring this like other special like factor to it. Um, so that's fine. Yeah. That was like the first thing I thought of, of like what I'm thankful for is like the audience in general. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And I think, mm. One of the things that we noticed in the pandemic or even when those things are virtual, I was a part of the watching some of the um, fundraising events mm -hmm. that were basically pro shots that were streamed from right. that were streamed from before. And then it was a fundraiser for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but everyone would be on Twitter and talking about it too yeah. as if it was a live tv show or something and so you have still this space of of audience that i think it, it's different obviously in in the mm -hmm. virtual world but it definitely still exists and is still a big driver of what theater is and of what entertainment often is mm -hmm. um entertainment often exists because there's an audience uh but i think True. especially for theater there's there's some kind of dynamic that's so undeniably beautiful and and re and relevant um between the audience and the performer yeah. yeah there's only so much matthew morrison as the grinch and andy live can do <laughs> let us not forget those <laughs> i was not prepared uh, for that <laughs> yeah yeah wow what a visual what a visual yeah. Um, oh, we will definitely Bless. post that to our stories pretty soon this week. Um, 
Because that season's also coming up, so. (laughs) Uh, Rachel, what about you? What's one thing that comes to mind when you're thinking about what you're what you're grateful for in the in the theater space? Yeah, I I was also thinking about this. Um, I've had the the privilege, really, to be able to go recently to Mm -hmm. quite a few local shows, which I feel I really haven't done since. I mean, obviously pre-pandemic but even then i think when i was living in dc i only went to a few local productions i my friends who knew know me were probably think no you went all the time but i felt Mm -hmm. i i was seeing more touring shows or regional shows than like really smaller local productions um and so yeah over the past few weeks i've been able to see quite a few and I think I'm just thankful for the various levels of what theater means. We often, mm-hmm. in this podcast, obviously, but in, in general, talk about theater and we think Broadway, touring companies, the Shakespeare Company, West End productions, right. and off-Broadway and off-West End. And like that's really all we think about mm-hmm. or all that the, the mainstream thinks about, but one of my favorite parts of theater is that I, you know, if we wanted to tailor, we, you know, who are not professionals who don't have, you know, a, a master's in, in performing arts or fine arts or anything like mm-hmm. that, um, could go to audition for a show locally and potentially be in a show right? or help run sound or mm-hmm. help run the lights or help uh, the children's theater with all the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And and there's this beautiful space for a variety of people who want to celebrate the importance of theater in their life. And mm. I think that it's I'm sure that other people experience this with sports or like art classes, but there's something so powerful to watch a local performing group and realize like these are people just like me who have day mm-hmm. jobs from nine to five. And then this is what they do after. And it's crazy to think that there's that kind of talent and that Mm -hmm. kind of space and i just really i really i really cherish that we can continue to have a space that's like that Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and and i think people often don't think of that of like there there's a lot in your community that you probably don't even know about that you yeah. can, that you can go support, but also be involved in. And even if you're, yeah, like you were saying, like, even if you're not a performer, if you wanted to work, yeah. you know, backstage or stage manager, um, just see, yeah, lights. exactly. Sets, whatever. Makeup. Like there's, I'm sure any theater company would be glad to take you know have you on board and so yeah that is kind of a yeah definitely if that's something you're interested in check out in your area like do that because the areas we're both in which are virginia and nash and tennessee um they're they're pretty big like there's a lot of opportunity for those things but Mm -hmm. and obviously we're aware of it but you may you guys may depending where you're listening you could live in a smaller you know, smaller city or smaller area that you're not aware of it, but it's definitely around. So you guys should definitely check it out. And it's so important. Like even like I went and saw that local production of something rotten this summer. And yeah, it was so cool to see, 
to see the community put that together. And also it's fun to like, you know, there was a lot of older audience members in the audience that we were in, but it was cool to see them like eat it up and like see them like Mm -hmm. love the, love that aspect of it too. So that was really cool. Yeah. As well. Mm. Yeah. And even, even my wife's grandparents, where they live in in Florida in a retirement community, but they have local theater. They were tell they were telling me all about their local theater that they go to. They like have season tickets to like these two theater companies in their area, and they were telling me all about it and how like, you know, they did this one show that they hated, but then this other show they love, and it's just like things like that that they're like they like did hair and they were like I hated hair and like all these things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And but still like that like it's so cool that even like anyone at any age can like really support you know the the arts within their community so yeah so cool I love that I love Mm -hmm. that Taylor what else are you thankful for well as you were talking I was thinking you know another big thing I'm super thankful even just growing up as someone that had semi access to things in the theater space but. You know, there there are definitely people above, you know, that had more access to going to see, you know, shows in New York or whatever, but Mm. also touring stuff. But then also there were people that didn't couldn't afford it. But either way, all of us could experience cast albums. And I think that's one of Mm. the biggest things that I'm super even today. I'm like, you know, obviously I'm in, you know, a working young adult. But I, I mean, in my wild and, you know, my biggest dreams of dreams, I would be able to go to New York all the time, but that's just not possible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So even, you know, this year having the Into the Woods cast album and having, you know, just different, you know, I have a, Rachel knows this, I have a whole musical playlist and I just put it on Mm -hmm. shuffle and any, you know, it's so cool to have any, you know, obviously not every um, show does a cast recording, but I feel like more and more a lot of them are doing them just to have that mm-hmm. experience for the actors. Like I think of even a show that's going to come out with a cast album, which is Between the Lines. Like that show closed early, but yeah. they were able to make this little, you know, cast recording that's going to come out for people that did love the show, but then also people to experience it that even never got to see it or maybe will one day perform it in their high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. And so that's that's what's I I love that cast recordings are a thing and that even if it's not a show that you know is a Hamilton or a Lion King that you can still have this tiny you know thing that you know for a show that you know like Dogfight for instance like that type of show that is like small didn't go to Broadway but we still have this cast recording that we can listen to forever and ever and it's oh, it's just lovely so cast recording is definitely a big thing that i'm super thankful for in the theater space i love that yeah i think you know anyone who's a theater fan has a vivid memory of listening to some cast recording over and over again whether they'd seen the show ever mm-hmm. or whether they've seen the show once and they you know got the cd from wherever yeah. it was that they or they've seen once <laughs> Yeah, or they have seen the show once, um, and also got that CD. No, I I I agree. I I also think it's um, 
it, it serves as a record. I personally love, love, love when we can listen to the original London recording of Cats and then we can yeah. listen to the original Broadway recording of Cats mm-hmm. and then we can listen to the revival of Cats on Broadway right. and then we can listen to the movie and, and say how terrible the movie was in comparison. <laughs> but right, like you have a record of kind right. of these these people and these legends and also the story and the way it was told and actually before recording taylor and i were talking about the heathers movie Mm -hmm. um pro shot or the pro shot that's on roku um online you can watch it for free you should go stream it we'll put the link in the show notes but we were talking about the difference of the original uh off broadway recording and then this west end recording Mm -hmm. um and that there's different songs. And of course we might know that because we can look up the song, you know, the songs listed in the original Mm -hmm. show, but to hear the original songs and then to hear the songs as they are now, uh, Mm -hmm. is really power. It's actually really powerful and it's really cool. It's a cool witness to what has happened and how the trajectory of things might change and possibly right if they come to broadway if heathers comes to broadway we might actually see that we sing different lyrics or Mm -hmm. sing different songs or or maybe not or maybe we leave Mm -hmm. a reprise out i don't know but we'll have that record outside of just it written down it will be an audible record and i find that is really amazing and i'm i'm hopeful that people in the future also enjoy enjoy that as well yeah what's fun about having a show that does have multiple recordings and then like a movie recording or something like that is that there really is something like for every like there's an audience for each version Mm -hmm. of the recording or the album or whatever and then also like newer people can pick up on each like you can gain new fans with each album or each recording or something like that like new generations will find um you know this new 2021 22 music man you know Mm. with sutton and hugh but then you know there's also the older you know older people that listen to the original and then there's people that listen to the movie with matthew matthew broderick and christian chenoweth and then Yeah. yeah there's and then even thinking about Les Mis, like there's the movie version and then there's the original Castle. And then there's like the concert version, which I actually love the mm-hmm. 25th anniversary, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah it is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Minus Nick Jonas, you know, we'll take a pause on him. Okay. But I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's so cool. That's it can provide a space for a bunch of people to like I I mean even talking about Heather's like I prefer personally the off-Broadway version, but it was also the first version I listened. Well, actually if you really think about it, the Riverdale version was the first version I listened to. But yeah. then I listened to the off-Broadway and I was like, "Wow, this is way better than that." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It is interesting that some people will, and it'll be interesting. Even we were also talking about the w- Wicked before we started mm-hmm. recording, and I'm sh- like the Wicked movie. It'll be very interesting to like see. It'll be different. It'll be especially with Ariana Grande on it, and like I'm um, Cynthia Revo will probably be pretty, you know, straight laced as far as I mean, maybe not, but. I, I think, think the sound mixing will really. I yes. think that the, it's going to be the orchestration and sound mixing that will really. Right. Yeah. 
yeah because and 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 that happens with film versions as well so Mm -hmm. that does happen Mm -hmm. but yeah it's super Mm -hmm. cool i I, it's just really cool that there's always something for everyone like and and it's fun to listen to yeah it's just fun to go like in the heights to go from the theater the the original recording to the movie version or something like Mm -hmm. it's it's always super fun so i'm thankful for that i love that taylor yeah oh memory (laughs) and there's my recording of memory yeah yeah it just always comes back coming 2023 (laughs) taylor's one-man show of cats that's the next intro who's gonna be that he is rum tum tucker and every other cat (laughs) yes the rum tum tucker song is uh, clearly my favorite song I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows. What about you? What else What else are we thankful for here? Yeah, we kind of discussed this a little bit. We're touched on it. But I'm really thankful for the community of theater. I know mm-hmm. last week when we were talking about stage door memories, we've talked about maybe not the not so great, the some parts of the not so great part of being in the right. musical theater fandom. There's mm-hmm. also, of course, uh, which we have not at length talked about, but when there's drama, when there is like drama where you're not sure what's happening, like with Funny Girl, or when right. there's like actual serious, like people are treating and mistreating people, um, yep. you know, uh, like, you know, Jagged Little Pill. We can talk about that since that's right. in the past, but. Or the recent right, like, stuff with Hades Town and the right? and the Heart yeah. yeah. of Community, right? Yeah, and and yeah. and the that op-ed that came out. I mean, so there's clearly sometimes it's hard to be in the theater community, um, and but other times, uh, and I would say the majority of the time, it's such a great space to be in, and I just am really thankful for the community both. The community for local theater, right? Like if we're performing, mm-hmm. you know, we've all had that experience where this is a, feels like a family and we're really enjoying it. Um, but then also when when we're an audience member and we feel like we're just a part of something bigger. But, you know, the other reason I'm, I'm thankful for theater is that we get to bring our full selves into seeing or being a part of a show and I, I personally don't think we leave ourselves behind. I think we take all that we are and we bring it into that space and are ultimately transformed by the mm-hmm. story that's actually taking place. Right. And there's just not a lot of places, in my opinion, where we're rooting for our own transformation and the tra- transformation of those sitting next to us and those on stage without... I, without something getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And so I feel, you know, we we have talked about in, in, lightly how there are times when Broadway has been so political that it's ostracized other people. Um, and that's happened throughout the course of its history, you know, from mm-hmm. the beginning. But I think theater itself uh, is often a place where I don't know a lot about you. I don't know a lot about my audience or the co-audience or necessarily my co, you know, my castmates. But I know that we're all here to experience something. Um, and you might be a 
there's a football game going on today. So you might be a UT fan or you might be a Georgia Tech fan right. or whatever it might be um, mm-hmm. or some kind of political aisle or religious affiliation. But you're all we're all coming here together for this two and a half hour time period to ultimately mm-hmm. be transformed or escape from the things mm-hmm. outside. And we're doing it together and it only works together. That was your point about having an audience like it only works when the cast members and the people off stage and the crew and the yeah. lights and the sound and the audience all work together. It only, it really only works then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all on the same team for two and a half hours. And I find that really something that I, I don't, I truly don't think exists in any other space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that all. Yeah. I mean, all there wouldn't be, any show, you know, in a community space or professional on Broadway or anything like without the, obviously like the lighting people or the, or the ushers, like, uh, like the show wouldn't, people wouldn't yeah. get to their, their correct sheets, seats without their the seats. ushers and hand me out the How will we know what's happening and, without a program? Yeah. Exactly. And the, or- and then like the conductor and the orchestra and each member of the orchestra and, and yeah, I remember going, yeah. even going to Mean Girls a couple, you know, a month ago or so and, and going up to the orchestra and meeting one of the orchestra members. And he was like, Oh, I live within the community. I live in the community. It's not mm-hmm. like he doesn't tour with the cast. It's like in the, so even like getting that's people amazing. within the community and working yeah. to, yeah. So that's really cool. And then obviously the stage managers and like both of us have done backstage work before I've stage yeah. managed shows like a show would not run without a stage manager. <laughs> There's no yeah. way you could get through it. So, and I think that's something that audience members, I don't think it's something they should think about during the, like just a general audience member shouldn't go in being like, Oh yeah, that's right. I got to think about everything that goes into this show. But it's, mm-hmm. it's also, I think something you, you can't not think about when you leave the show, when you're leaving mm-hmm. the show, like, Oh wow. It's crazy to think how many people go into, um, it's almost like the credits of a movie. Like you watch the credits of mm-hmm. a movie and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, look at how many people it took to make this two hour movie mm-hmm. that I just watched happen. And it's the exact same mm-hmm. when you're kind of leaving. You're like, wow, there's a lot of people it took to put this thing together. And it's not just the actors on stage who are also great, but um, right. Yeah. So, and I think that's something that has come even since, I mean, it's kind of hard not to talk when we talk about what we're thankful for with mm-hmm. theater, it's kind of hard not to mention COVID or talk about COVID right. because it was gone for two years and mm-hmm. it was gone for so long. But I also think about when we're talking about like the community at large of like how, how during that time, like there's so many like TikTokers and Instagrammers, and like how how much fun we f- how m- how much f- fun people we found within the community that are like taking theater stuff like mm-hmm. on social media and like putting and like you can find a community within there too of like people who are like men who like love theater as well. So that's been really yeah. cool to see the past couple years as well, which it was there before, but I feel like now even more, we've been able to see even stuff with like the, obviously like Ratatouzical and, and Bridgerton <laughs> and, and the Bridgerton musical, the unofficial Bridgerton, I guess I should say the unofficial <laughs> Bridgerton musical, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. And all of that, like, 
I feel like all of those things, like it may, they may have happened if COVID didn't happen, but they also, you know, they happened during a time when people maybe needed, you know, a space, an outlet for, you know, to get all their theater lovingness out. Yeah, so. and I think the the other thing related to to the ratatouille, what is it called? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um. And other things that were happening during the pandemic, we saw just how quickly the theater community rallies around itself. Mm-hmm. And i that's not to dismiss any of the downfalls of the theater community in general. Um, but that is, you know, we there was so much money raised. There was so for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, which... Mm-hmm. And the know, Actors Fund. And the Actors Fund, right. 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 Um, and this is not the first time like those things exist because that they've needed to exist in the theater community's heartbreak before. And I think that is something um, that I, I really I really do value about the community mm-hmm. at large. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which I do want to make a note here or just say as well. It's now currently called the Entertainment Community Fund. They did oh, change their you. name, I think, last year or this year. Or something like that. But just want to put that out there as well. Um, you know, I was th- even talking about the community at large. Um, another thing I've, I've I've been thinking about are like when we think like the giants of musical theater also influencing like the little guys too, mm-hmm. like and helping you know, kind of helping everyone. The, I think one of the coolest things you see about the community is that everyone, at least, you know, on the, and maybe it's not like this, but I don't think it would have lasted this long if it wasn't like this, but everyone seems like very encouraging of each other and uplifting and everyone really truly values each other, you know, as, you know, as you can within the community. And, you know, even in like Tony's space, you know, award spaces and everyone's pretty uplifting of everyone's shows and like things like that, you know, as you can be on, you know, on a open side, you know, as when you're talking about facing, you know, the world at large, people are pretty, people say that the theater community is pretty um, welcoming and things like that, but um it's been it's been really cool in the death and since the death of Stephen Sondheim just seeing someone like who's such a giant mammoth person within the theater community how he influenced so many people not even just um people within the space but how he would you know he he pretty much wrote letters to like so many fans and he would take, you know, stop you on, like if you stopped him on the middle of the street, he would talk to you. I've heard so many stories of actors like saying they met with him, like he met with them and they would have lunch for like three hours. Like that's just, he would just do that. And like people that we know now, but back then they were like, no, but like they were like people we didn't know about. We didn't know them. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just cool. And that's just one example. And I think he, someone who has been at the top for so long, who people consider such like a Shakespeare of the modern era is like such, uh, like that, his, um, 
you know, aura influences all the other people too. So his yeah. generosity and everything like that influences all everyone else. And that just, that goes a long way. And that's really cool to see all these younger writers, you know, like Pesek and Paul and all these other people, like, for example, mm -hmm. to see how they're kind of, kind of taking that on and even like Lynn taking that on and all these things and it's just really cool to see that that it's kind of all this one that's kind of encompassing within the community but it's cool to hear that like that all that's still going on and it's not just like a you know you don't really hear that in other entertainment spaces I guess so yeah I think there's this to me maybe is about the idea of, of theater and and the competing the c competitive nature between business, the, the business of theater mm -hmm. and the success of theater. And I think that those are different things. I right. obviously understand we live in a society where money <laughs> is what often defines the success of something. Right. Um, but I think for, for so long, I, I think even Shakespeare, right? Like I think even pre Shakespeare, a lot mm -hmm. about, what theater was, wasn't actually about money. It mm. was about an outward expression of something that was inward most of the time, or something that was a collective inward experience. And that the hope of transformation or expression that theater brings in general, musical theater mm. or not, requires people to be people who are people of people, right? Like who are right. within and, and, and kind of living that off the stage. And so people like Sondheim, especially, and, and other people who we've heard were good people, not just creative people. You mm -hmm. can tell you can, there, there's a space where you can really, you can really tell when someone has that, that kind of people legacy and how that transforms people. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's hard because you, we briefly talked about, I think, in our one of our Tony's reviews about Bob Fosse and, you know, a lot about what yeah. we didn't know about him at the time. And it is hard to see um, how money and fame can be the downfall of something mm. and someone and a legacy that is so creative. Mm. And the difference is that that I think is trusting in the success of something versus the business of something. And that is yeah. really hard in modern day theater. Organizations have made it really hard and rent at the Broadway theaters have made it really hard. Yeah. And local productions even have a really hard time. They feel mm -hmm. that they can't put something on unless it's amazing because people won't come because they're not raising enough fun funds. You know, local theater is often a nonprofit. Um, it's not always a nonprofit entity. And so they get money through foundations and people who come to shows and people who donate and mm. are patrons of, of the theater. And so I think, I really think that there's a difference and, um, but I, I think that you're right. I think it, there's this aura of kindness yeah. that is often required, um, mm -hmm. for, for theater in a way that it can be. It can exist in other spaces, but it maybe isn't as much. And uh, and also, like, ultimately, it just takes so much time and work to put on a show. 
So, like, you yeah. really can't not be kind when you're in a room for, like, three years trying to create something. So, <laughs> like, obviously, there will be times where you're, like, frustrated or whatever. But, like, yeah, yeah you can't. It's just a space. Even, I mean, I remember even, you know, grow- like, doing high school theater. Like, that was, like, you just, when you were, you know, if you got a, like, that was a way we learned how to also get along with other people even uh, even if it was hard if you know people that were frustrating sometimes but you learn how to mm-hmm. you know work together and and things yeah. like that but it all to me at all even with any show it always you know it's obviously it starts from the top of like the direct like whoever the director is like that if they're like their their tone exactly thank you the tone is set from them, whoever it is. But then also when you think about like the theater giants in general, Sondheim just being the first example I thought of like the tone that he set and then whoever else was with him at the time or just other, you know, even, even bigger giants now, you know, even thinking about like the writer of a strange loop, like the way his, he's Mm -hmm. very uh, Michael R. Jackson, I believe is very Mm -hmm. thankful of like the t- the process that he did but also like just the, hit the time that he's living like i think also too it's interesting to see people that have success later on in life and mm-hmm. not like it, it's really cool to see people have success younger but when they're older i think there's also a level of gratitude with it too it's very different so yeah. i don't know it's just cool that's another thing i think about too when i think about theater just like it's cool to see the older older generations influence younger generations and how that kind of keeps going and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that relates to what I'm thankful for next. Love it. And then I have a few lighthearted things. But Ooh, this yeah. is my last potential my potentially my last like deep why I'm deeply thankful. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, some some shows are really a inter entertainment making light of situations and um, really happy and all, almost all throughout the whole thing. But the majority of shows uh, have some actual rooted emotional experience mm-hmm. right. that is not just happiness. And... I think that one of the reasons I'm thankful for theater is for the endurance and Mm. the persistence of writers and actors to create and continue to perform shows that are often difficult, that require so much of their own emotional experience, and that often make them relive experiences in their life that they might be past. Mm. Um, And, and, this could be true of 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 songs and performing arts in general. Yeah, yeah as soon as and you said was, I thought of Olivia Rodrigo having to sing all yeah. those breakup songs. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, we've talked about the emotional toll of of some of the shows as well as the physical toll of some shows. Right. But it has to be hard to perform the Oklahoma revival. <laughs> night after night in touring when every night you start off the show it's happy and then you quickly realize that this is based off of people's actual experience in the world which revolves around 
mismatched love, loss, uh, death, violence, mm-hmm. and the unexpected and assault and other and other things, um, and and not a happy ending, right? Um, but one that we have to move through. And I don't know. I just I cannot imagine what it's like to write something also that mm. deals with the rootedness right of, of your your own emotional experience you can write a storyline based off of someone else's life or a thing that's happening in the world but the way that you write a monologue or the way that you write a ballad or the way that you write a duet there's got to be an emotional piece there in order for the song the melody to make sense in order for it to feel full in order for people Mm. right to understand what's happening in order for the words to make sense and that comes from the creator itself and from the creator's emotional capacity and experience itself themselves and then it's performed time and time again by people who also have emotional experiences so i i just really want to be thankful and I am thankful for the endurance and persistence of creators and performers. Mm, Yeah. That's a really, really good one. And even thinking about very autobiographical things like, like a strange loop, like tick, tick, boom, like, um, in the Heights, like those are three things that came to mind of where like, like in the Heights, like the Usnavi's love interest is his wife. Like they have the same name. Like they, they literally <laughs> the same name. So like it is his life and he grew up on that street. So like, that's kind of crazy. But then, yeah, something like a strange loop is literally very mm-hmm. autobiographical. So that must be weird, even weird gr- and, and, um, therapeutic, but also, um, probably comforting and and strange yeah all of the things there's probably a lot of feelings within it but yeah i often think about like how do performers get through like if especially like ensemble members like how do you get through Mm -hmm. a show like doing it for a year like doing wicked for a year like how do you do that Mm -hmm. even though it's Mm -hmm. amazing to like be in a touring or being on broadway or whatever but also like doing eight shows a week like just doing the same thing every day and portraying and, the same and making story it new yes and making it new and you fresh know, yeah i i think halfway through right like how halfway through writing an email i'm thinking what am i gonna have for dinner <laughs> right right yeah. and these people are are on stage and they have to not be thinking about that even though they're real people who probably are also curious about what they're having for dinner right or thinking about yep. that they shouldn't have had whatever they had for lunch. Right? That's like true. they yeah. are Or like about where their kids the need to go next had. week. Or, yes. Right. The argument they right. had with their spouse. And right. all of that is happening and they can't mm-hmm. participate in any of that mm-hmm. on the stage because we yeah. are relying on them to not participate in that and to participate in who they are supposed to be. And yeah. that is just I mean, that to me is is i mean that's really hard crazy yeah very very difficult we salute you ensemble members and everyone else but and everyone else (laughs) and people doing i mean again eight shows a week it's not it's not easy not easy it's crazy yeah it's crazy is what it is yeah one day we'll get there we'll do eight shows a week um as theater nerds (laughs) (laughs) speaking for yourself it'll be 
four shows with Rachel and four shows without Rachel. <laughs> four shows with Taylor, four shows with Rachel. And then a bonus episode with one of our pets. So. <laughs> Oh, I, do, I think I think we should do a little yeah you're right you're right I think we should do a little maybe what maybe some performers or artists or specific artists okay. we're thankful for what about that do you want to do a speed round of things we I don't know I'm super I have things I'm thankful for that are like more lighthearted. but okay so maybe yeah, yeah. I'll do that while you think about performers true, true, or true. while you do performers. well I was gonna like obviously like we've done a deep dive on her Sutton Foster we're all thankful for her like what a what a national treasure (laughs) um yeah and then i don't know it's really cool to see so many performers like grow and evolve into a lot of i mean even someone like you know laura osnes who we've been talking about recently a lot on the show (laughs) it's so interesting to see her do so many different things like um, oh, like Cinderella, but also Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde for me was like a big, like very different turn for her and mm-hmm. um, such a, such an interesting, and then something like, um, like Bandstand, like that was really cool yeah. to do. And, and then obviously Shiners, the, 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 the best thing she's it. done. Yeah. So Playing in Nashville that. now. She's there. Everyone go see it. Um, but I don't know. It's just an in- it's interesting to see where theater it, people cur- their careers go. Sometimes it's really mm-hmm. yeah, it's really really cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone in particular? Like because there's so yeah, many. This is hard. I know. Well, I also think about like people that have done s- musicals that are. I mean, obviously Sondheim literally did every musical he did was so different than the last one he did, and we've talked yeah. about that on the show. But even looking at like um, Aronson Flaherty, like every show they do is like so different, and that's exciting and super cool. And I hope that you know future theater writers take that and like you know if you wanna if you. You know, I heard Lynn manuel talk about on a podcast like a couple months ago about how like he's never ever going to do a, his- a show about history ever again. Like yeah. he's he's just going to do something completely different. And I think that's refreshing. Like I think I think it would be easy to do something that's like kind of in the wheelhouse of whatever, but then it's like that's why you're an artist, I feel like, is because you try and do stuff that's different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like that thankful thankful for all of that the difference that the 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 um not the difference the growth trajectory yes the growth trajectory but also the like the amount of like different you know different kind of content there is, is yeah so, that's created yeah that's created yeah speaking of content that's created mm. i have some things that i'm thankful for what a great segue yeah and you i just know got i just be. got on my segue and took a ride Right there. You know what you know what they're gonna be, so it's not a shock to anyone. Yep. Um, so some other things I'm thankful for. Tap numbers. I'm Ooh, thankful good for one. tap numbers. Good one. I love these some tap numbers, as we know. We love I a know. tap number. Oh my I'm gosh. Really thankful yeah. for tapping. Top of Act Two, always the top of Act Two. Always a Squidward yeah. tap dance. I'm here for it. Yeah. So a Newsies I have tap a few dance. Newsies. Uh, uh, Book Did of Mormon. Think? I mean, yeah, Book of Mormon. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Not shitty. 
Uh, sorry, I know I said shitty, but I I didn't mean it. Young Frankenstein, <laughs> just anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. I, okay, a few other things I'm thankful for. Just kind of mm-hmm. quickly going through them. Um, I'm really, really, really thankful for aisle seats. <laughs> um, because I love that. I, yeah, I really have, and this relates to the the next thing that I'm thankful for. But mm. I love a good aisle seat because. If there's ever a moment where actors are walking down the aisle, I love that. Mm. I also love that if I'm cutting it close, I don't have to worry about the people who I might have to stand, you know, and shuffle over. You know how it is. Right. Yep. Oh, Um, yeah. For sure. But also, I'm thankful for aisle seats because nine times out of ten, I will pee during intermission. Mm -hmm. Because as my friends know, I'm just as nervous about seeing a show as if I was performing a show. I get nervous and I nervous pee before and and, and during intermission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so this is so much information for people. So <laughs> I need easy access to the women's restroom during intermission. And you know that line is long. So the second mm. thing, the third thing I'm, you know, lightheartedly thankful for are efficient bathroom lines mm. during at certain theaters like some theaters yeah. really have it down and other theaters really suck at it mm. um so i'm really i'm really thankful for that and you know the final thing that i'm lightheartedly thankful for i'm pretty serious about it though are puppets <laughs> Gotta love those puppets. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. King Kong. Milky White. Lion All King. Of you. Right. Lion King. I right. mean, yep. they're yep. frozen. Yeah, Church oh, Youth so Group. Um, Church Youth Group Productions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so That's I love, all I gotta I say. Love. Yeah. Well,. Yeah, as you were talking, I was just thinking about also, listen, I just want to do a quick rapid fire before we end. The things I'm not thankful for. Concessions in the theater. Do we need food while we're watching? Did I get a tub of popcorn during Mean Girls? Yes, but listen, <laughs> it's fine. specifically <laughs> um, hey, about concessions, the things I yeah. really hate. Ice in the cups. Ice yeah. in the cup. You don't need yeah. ice. It's already cold. You don't need ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But also alcohol. Do we need, like, I get it. Alcohol is great. But also, need need we talk about my traumatic Aladdin experience at the Kennedy Center? Go back and listen yeah, to our Disney true. episode. Uh, All because of alcohol. Know. Really. It was I really, mean, that was the reason. I I have yeah. participated in drinking at shows. It's only yeah. happened for three shows maybe mm-hmm. four um one of them was margaritaville so i feel it was yeah. perfectly appropriate the second yeah. was king kong nice so, yeah you got king I, smashed king king i got a, a kongmapolitan is what my mom got amazing which yeah. is amazing. I do remember seeing Legally Blonde in London, and my brother was of age at the time in London, not in the States, but in London, and I love this and got a rum and coke, and we all yeah. partook in it, and that was nice. So, um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but also, listen, there is. I'm I'm thankful that there is that people also like to dress up for the. Sh- I like that people dress up to go to the theater. I think that's fun. I love that. I love when people look nice for the theater. I know. And also, like, on brand, like, when I saw Wicked, there was a lot of pink and green. When I saw Mean Girls, there was a ton of pink everywhere. I love that. I love when you go on brand. That's crazy. 
I love yeah. it too. I love yeah. a good pee. I love when little so girls fun. dress up or little boys mm-hmm. dress up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah. Thank Whenever okay. Dear Evan Hansen, as of the week of recording this, is coming to my area, maybe I'll just dress up like Evan when- <laughs> I love <that>. with the <laughs> cast. <Me too. laughs> With the cast and everything. And everything, yeah. Uh, we are so we are so thankful for so much about theater. Yes. We love it. Thank you, Rachel. We love the theater. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. Woo. Yay. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. Character ooh, of the ooh. week. Thankful uh, I think we for have, like a little. Yeah, <laughs> we should have a little. Gobble gobble. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I know. So yeah. this is the segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. Mm-hmm. So we think, how are we feeling? What have we been up to? And then we think about a theater character who is feeling similar feelings or having similar vibes. Yep. Similar vibes. We would also love to hear from your characters, guys. We would also love to hear from guys and gals, friends and folks. We would also love to hear from uh, about what you guys are most thankful for in the theater space. Tell us. Comment on our social media pages. We're not bullying you into telling us, but you better tell us. Uh, tell us who you are this week. Who's your character? And you may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel. Let me tell you who I am this week. Are you ready? Tell me, tell me. Dun, 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 dun. That's my little jingle. Um, which, ha- which has no influence, <laughs> no influence in what I'm actually going to be. Kind of but okay. um, yeah, so this week, obviously, we are. Um, it is. I don't even know what am I saying. Turkey time. Yeah, <laughs> it is. This week is turkey time, and Yay! I'm in those turkey turkey comas. I guess for me though, it's a quail coma, is what it really is. And yeah. um, so I I love this time of year. I <laughs> I love I love the holidays. I love this time. And you know the one the holiday that comes after Christmas after. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. My brain is not working. The holiday that comes after Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year, which is Christmas. And this character has a little thing to do with Christmas because he's spreading that Christmas cheer all around, even to New York City, to find his dad. That's right. It's Buddy the Elf. Getting ready for Christmas. Oh, I love Buddy so much. Dream roll. I'm going to see Elf. Here it's gonna sh- it's gonna Love play it. here, so I'm gonna see it. Oh, I so wish good. I could come and see it with you. Yeah, yeah, I know you should. Do Maybe it. I will. Yeah, come. we'll see. Um, I love that. <laughs> Only Taylor. time will tell. I love that. Thank you. I Who is it. your character, Rachel? So my character is um breaking the rules. Um, Love it. <laughs> because I realized we didn't talk about this during the show, and we should have. So I'm doing it now. Mm. My one of my favorite parts of uh, this year of this time of year is something that happens uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and that is the Thanksgiving. What? That's the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Thank- what? parade. The, Mac- <laughs> the Macy's <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Okay, where should we start? And and you know, one of my favorite things is 
the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And the reason why I love it so much is because there are performances. Often Mm -hmm. there are three to five musical Mm -hmm. performances that happen. And I like to call it the pre-Tonies. So that is not really my character, but that's that's my character. My real character is Rooster from Annie because I couldn't find a turkey. And so I'm a rooster. <laughs> Poor rooster. Can't find his turkey. Aww, Aww. We love it. That's we love amazing. It. <laughs> amazing. We're getting sillier well, and sillier here at Theater so Nights. Well. <laughs> you know, and for those that don't know, I do want to, before we end here, um, reference the shows that will be performing in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. This tell year. Us, tell Did you us. see this? Um, no, actually, see. I, I don't wanna... know yet. Um, yes. So we have the cast of, uh, Funny Girl featuring, um, Lee Michelle. We have the cast of A Beautiful Noise, the Neo Diamond musical. Some, the cast of Some Like It Hot, the new, yeah. uh, musical. Yes. And then the oh. cast of Lion King. Oh, and then, yay. of course, Radio City Rockets. So you guys check Rockets. that out this Thursday. You know, it's such, it's before the parade. It's so much fun. Um, it's yeah. so good. I love it. So good. Aww. Yeah. Well, Yay. if you guys would like to join in on our discussion on what we're most thankful for, or um, let us know your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week.